0: Let us unite our hearts in prayer. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you that by your grace, through the work of your Son, our Redeemer, you have given us the wonderful hope of our own physical resurrection from our graves. We pray tonight that you would instill uh, an appreciation for this truth deep in our hearts and that you would guide us by this wonderful hope to live our lives in joyous praise toward you. We ask it all in our Savior's name. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed who have been purchased and bought back to God by the suffering, death, and resurrection of his only Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, God's grace, kindness, and compassion are yours to be found totally in this Savior. Amen. In November of 1942, during World War II, there were five brothers who went to sign up for the Navy they were all from the same family obviously and they went together and they insisted that they be allowed to be assigned to the same ship or submarine and so they were permitted to enlist two months later into that war there was an attack of a Japanese submarine on the ship they were on known as the USS Juno. and four of them were killed in the attack one of them escaped in a lifeboat but knowing that his brothers had all been killed ended up jumping out of the boat into the sea and never to be found again. And so the family received the horrible news that all five of these boys had died just within two months of going to sign up. The US Department of Defense passed a policy because of this that would not permit even two siblings to serve on the same watercraft anymore or in the same unit in the army. It became known as the Sullivan Rule, named after these Sullivan boys. I've helped a few parents as a pastor through the difficult challenges of losing a child to death. And um, even when the child is an adult, I've had people say to me that there's just nothing like, there's nothing more painful than losing one of your children. And the fact that they're older doesn't really change that pain either. Here in the United States, uh, between a third and a half a million children die every year. So this is a, a common occurrence, even though, even though we maybe don't uh, think of children being the ones that are affected so much by death. And I'll, I'll say that having been at the bedside of parents watching their children, their child with a terminal illness, is one of the most helpless feelings. In the text before us uh, Jairus the synagogue ruler comes to Jesus with this plea to come and help his daughter who's fallen very ill be interesting to know what she, what her life had been like right before that she's probably the age of a sixth grader think about the how fun and carefree your life can be when you're about in sixth grade and now to have to be dealing with something so terrible and so awful and as she was struggling for life You can tell the family um, had rallied around her, and to such an extent that Jairus would go off on a long trip to find this miracle worker, the son of God, to come and heal his daughter. But now, of course, the news comes that she has died in the meantime. And uh, one of the ways that families would let it be known to the community that Uh, that that someone had died in their household was to to actually hire professional mourners to come quite often a woman would sit on your steps even if you were poor and would wail and cry and and sing some of the psalms and chant for you some of them would even hire little groups of musicians, flute players that would sit on the doorstep so that everybody in the community would know that death has now come to this house Saint Paul talks about death having a sting to it and that's really true if you've experienced death in your family even when it's a grandparent that might have been expected there's still a sting to it and the closer it comes to your particular age group the the greater we feel that sting and none of us who are here today especially in this era of a pandemic going around the world none of us here live in the in the fog that that this life is just going to keep going on we we've seen too many funeral processions we've seen too many cemeteries uh, we've read too many obituaries in the paper to look at life too blindly and it can come sometimes very suddenly too it can strike indiscriminately just to show you how suddenly it can come you've all probably seen the Sapruder film of Of President John F. Kennedy when he was shot in Dallas. And just moments, within a minute before that that assassination took place, Governor Conley, who was sitting right in front of him in the limousine that day, his wife turned to President Kennedy because of all the crowd that was cheering and she had just said to him, Mr. President, you certainly can't say that Dallas doesn't love you. And President Kennedy responded, that's obvious. Boom, just like that, he was, his life came to such an end. Now, with our Lord Jesus, he now steps into this humble home where death has claimed this poor little girl, and he is the one who is very God of very God, by whom all things were made, the very one who gives life. And he now has a very interesting encounter as he comes to the door of this house of Jairus and he talks to the mourners who are sitting there and God must have felt this was a very important thing for us to hear about because it's recorded in three of the synoptic gospels Matthew Mark and Luke and we're told they laughed at him when he talked about her death as if she was just sleeping they laughed at him and doesn't that kinda make sense to our logic to our reason the way we would probably look at death based on the rules of nature that we know and that we understand but we have to understand we're dealing here with the son of God we're dealing here with someone who is above all the laws of nature and those of us who are very hemmed in and very imprisoned by death may have a hard time relating to someone who's above death and who rises so high above it And so the Son of God can call anything he wants whatever he wants. He can call water wine. He can call a tempestuous sea calm. He can call a few fish and loaves food for thousands. He can call the eyes of a blind man opened. He can speak to the dead body of a precious little girl and call it sleeping. Now, death had certainly claimed this little girl, but now the Lord of life himself comes and speaks a command to bring her back to life. And I love the little passage that it says that he handed her back to to her parents. Just that gentle touch of bringing life. You can imagine the joy that came back to her mom and dad. Our Lord Jesus, who himself defeats death by his own resurrection, he lives in the certainty of rising from the dead he lives in the certainty of the resurrection of the dead and he now comes to you and me and he invites you to do the same and that's how he decides to address death even your death someday among his believers he says to you I have come that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly Martin Luther looked at this text and how he calls death asleep And brings this little girl back and this is what he said I love this these words are so comforting that if they were for sale we would be willing to sell everything to buy them the fact that Jesus can change his eyesight to look at death like a sleep is an art that no other man possesses and so by faith in this same Lord of life you can look at anything in your health that is health that is lacking or that is a threat to you. You can look at anything in your life that is missing or that is troubling, and you can say, I belong to the Lord of life, who with one little word can change everything. God be praised. Amen.